Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men podcast, the show helping men to open up about manhood. My name is Simon Rennie and my aim is to get men talking. From mental health to fatherhood and everything in between, Mindful Men creates a safe space for conversation. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you for joining me. It means a world for you to join me and talk about men's issues. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe and share the episode with your mates. You can also join the conversation on Instagram and YouTube, and I'd love to connect with you there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys, and welcome to episode 60 of the Mindful Men podcast. I'm your host, Simon Rennie, and today I'm getting mindful about a book review. Yep. I'm back with a book review, and this time I'm sharing some of my favorite parts of Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them to plug something that makes them feel good. Whether it's music, a movie, a book, or an activity, the idea is that whatever they plug, you out there might hear it and go, yep, I want to go try it out for myself. And it's my way of spreading joy throughout the world. And I'm often one to give the plugs a go myself. In episode 17, I sat down with Anthony Simons and we chatted about exercise-based therapy. Anthony's plug was this book, Chasing Excellence. He recommended it for its good story, but also how sport and exercise can have therapeutic effects. It sounded great, so after the episode, I grabbed myself a copy. Now, to give you a very broad overview of the book, Ben trains some of the world's fittest athletes to win the CrossFit Games. And if you're unsure what the CrossFit Games are, it's basically hell on earth. Picture high-intensity workouts pitting elite athletes against each other to see who's the fittest athlete on earth. But the book wasn't purely about being a CrossFit athlete. Sure, a lot of it was, but it was also grounded in mindfulness. It was less about reps and more about mindset. It was less about output and more about outcomes. It was a holistic approach to personal development that included physical and mental perspectives. And it all starts with commitment. Ben talks about the difference between complacency, competence, and excellence. He described it like a scale with complacency at one end reflecting the couch potatoes of life. Competence is in the middle and what most of us strive for. And then on the other end of the scale is excellence. This is for those that push past competence and strive to be better every single day. I like this quote from the book that sums this up. No matter what your craft is, there's a question you should continually ask yourself. Am I committing everything I have to make myself the tiniest percentage better than I am right now? No matter how hard I have to work, no matter what I have to give up, no matter how long it takes. This quote can be applied to so much in life. If you want to get fitter, what can you do today to get healthier? Join a gym? Maybe go for a run? Is it eating healthy or cutting back on the beers? What about work? Could you apply for a new job or ask for a pay rise? Or can you study to get some new qualifications and change careers? And even family, 
could you be more present with the kids by putting down the phone? Or maybe re-spark the intimacy by having regular date nights with your partner. As a men's therapist, I can also see how this could apply to our mental health. What can you do today to make yourself the tiniest percentage better than yesterday? Is it less drugs and alcohol, more sleep, exercise, better food choices? Is it actually taking your meds or even going to therapy? Is it developing a growth mindset that understands that recovery is difficult and despite this, you're going to keep pushing hard because you're done being that couch potato that is stuck in a rut? And on this, recognize that quick fixes are bullshit and you actually have to put some effort in to get well again or stay well. You often find that the blokes who walk into my therapy space and they've got the growth mindset they're the ones that grow exponentially in therapy. They're committed to the cause, no matter how hard or long it takes. They seem to have the talent for therapy. They get the concepts and they're willing to sacrifice time, money and effort to pursue wellness. But I also see the hard work they do. They're sharing their deepest and darkest secrets. They're practicing their mindfulness techniques. They're reflecting on how they're showing up in the world and using strategies to improve their hand in life. As for the ones without the growth mindset, these blokes can struggle to see the point in the process. They're searching for the quick fix with the least amount of impact on their lives. They don't want to reflect or do the homework that they need to do in order to embed the strategies that they learn. They're stuck in the couch potato state of complacency. And for these blokes, they tend to drop in and out of therapy and they don't grow and get better. And trust me, I know, I've been this couch potato version of myself. Mindset is critical to personal growth, whether it's a CrossFit athlete believing that they can do one more set and cross the finish line first, or the couch potato bloke believing that change is possible. If we fail to have a growth mindset, we fail to take the first step towards a better life. Now, when I think of the couch potato version of myself, for example, I think of negativity swirling around my brain. A lifetime living with OCD, anxiety and depression can do this to you. Whenever I think of doing anything, I focus more on the negative aspects of it. Take going for a run, for example. Is it too hot outside? Do I have enough time? What if I need to go to the toilet on my run? And what if I get injured? I think of these things because they've all happened in the past. I've nearly got heat stroke or ran out of time. Or I needed to stop my run to go to the loo. And I've even got injured and had to call my wife to pick me up. I do this in all aspects of my life, from exercise to work, business and family life. And as a men's therapist, I hear it from the blokes that I support. We tend to dwell on all the hardships that we've endured and use this as an excuse to not bother trying anymore. And so we get caught in that rut and don't take a step towards recovery. We don't exercise or eat right or sleep well and we drink and drug more. We don't do the tiniest things to improve upon yesterday. We get caught in a rut that feels more like Groundhog Day and less like living. Ben describes this as being part of our DNA. 
He says, staying positive is hard for humans because our DNA is hardwired to hold on to negative experiences over positive ones for sheer survival. In this example, Ben talks about hunter-gatherers who learn what animals would kill them and what berries would poison them. This would become part of their psyche because without their focus on this, the hunter-gatherer would perish. And this mindset has endured since the hunter-gatherer times. The trouble here is that negative thinking holds us back and keeps us on the couch. It starts a negative story about our abilities and worthiness in this world. Ben adds here that if your story is telling you that you're not good enough or not smart enough, too old, too young, or can't do it, then your subconscious will believe you. The challenge here is breaking free from these negative stories about ourselves. If a CrossFit athlete carries around these negative stories about themselves, how are they ever going to win? How would they do that extra rep or that heavier weight or the faster run? The same applies for overcoming mental illness. If we carry around these negative stories about ourselves, how will we function on a daily basis? From a personal experience, it looks like foggy brain, pessimism, drinking too much, sitting on that couch and doing it all again tomorrow. But like the CrossFit athletes having Ben as their coach, therapists like me are there to coach you through this. Therapy is a great space for sifting through the negative stories we tell ourselves and finding out why they exist and how to shift these perspectives. Once we get it out of our heads, thoughts and beliefs just become words on a piece of paper. We regain the control over them because they're now externalized. And control here is a key word. A sense of control is critical for a growth mindset. It's critical for the CrossFit athlete to perform at their very best. It's also critical for the couch potato to pull themselves off the couch and moving towards a better life. But control can be a double-edged sword. Focused properly, it can be empowering. It can help us to focus and push past the pain points that often hold us back. But many of us seek control over things that actually disempower us. These are the things that we try to control so we get a favoured outcome. But in reality, the outcome is completely out of our control. Ben highlights this point in terms of successful and unsuccessful people. According to Ben, successful people focus on their response to a situation because our responses are the only thing that we can control. And we choose to respond to events in certain ways. Positive ones can look like accepting the outcome for what it is, or exhilaration for the outcome being more than we hope for. But we can also choose negative responses like anger and frustration. We can feel sadness or apathy, and even blame other people or systems for the outcome. Successful people can tune into this and using mindfulness or a growth mindset can turn negative outcomes into opportunities for growth. I read this time and time again in the book. The CrossFit athletes tuned into their shortcomings, whether it was in training or events, and used this to fuel positive change in things like their technique, nutrition, sleep, rest, or even mindset. On the other side of the coin, are the unsuccessful people who focus too much on the events of life. Many of us try to focus too much on the entire situation. 
We try to influence the situation by our thoughts and feelings and behaviours. But our baggage also comes for a ride. We believe that our identity and experience will influence others. We believe that we're owed things because of who we are and what we've been through. Yet time and time again, we fall short. The outcomes aren't what we expected, and we dwell on those outcomes. Then we deflect. We point the finger to people or systems that are against us somehow, and we get stuck in this cycle of never-ending negativity. I've been there, and for a long time. My perfectionist tendencies that are fueled by my OCD keep telling me that I deserve this and that and something else. And then, when it doesn't happen, my world crumbles down. My OCD, anxiety and depression, they go into overdrive. I become more and more introverted and ultimately cut people from my circle. I get stuck in these loops of negativity, wondering how I can control more of the entire situation next time around. It wasn't until I started focusing on my responses to these situations that I started to see a change. And it took my burnout in 2020 to come to this. For way too long, I was burning candles at both ends, but I was also stuck in a negative loop of events that have occurred to me throughout my life. I'm a dweller, and I have been for a long time. I dwell on the past and constantly analyze all the intricacies of relationships and conversations and situations that I've been in as if I'm trying to rewrite history in my mind. Ben touches on this in terms of negative monologues in our heads. When we experience adversity, we focus on the what-if questions. We think about what could have been, or what should have been, or what might have been if we did this or that. This can lead to reflecting on past experiences that now reinforce how we're feeling right now. And it can lead to thinking on future experiences, causing us to give up trying or becoming super anxious, wondering what might happen next because of this current situation. To break free of this cycle, Ben suggests that we realize the situation is out of our control and just focus on what we're doing. Take, for example, the CrossFit Games. Ben often talks about how he teaches the athletes he trains to focus on themselves and not on what their competitors are doing or what the leaderboard says or what the media and crowd are doing even what the weather is doing. By doing this, they can focus on what they can actually control, their technique, their breath, and mindset. And by doing this, they can push harder for longer and not get caught up in the hype that can be exhilarating but exhausting at the same time. Now, I'm not religious by any means, but Ben brings in a bit of wisdom via the serenity prayer. God, Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Ben highlights that you don't need to believe in God at all to get benefit from this. So in basic terms, let go of what you can't change and make room for the things that you can. This is a great point that sums up control, and it can be applied to our mental health as well. In episode 33, I interviewed Renaud Purifoy about anger management. And Renaud had this great perspective on control and mindset. He reflected on the past, future, and present, noting that when we think too much in the past, it can lead to things like depression. And when we think too much in the future, it can cause anxiety. 
He said, what we need to do is try to think more in the present, because this moment is the only point in time that we can have any sort of control or even influence over. Being present can be really hard to do, and it takes a lot of practice. And this is where a coach like Ben comes into play, or even a therapist like me. And mindfulness is a great tool to become more present in your life. I like how Ben describes mindfulness as living in the present moment with non-judgment, open-mindedness, and positivity. Some tools that we can use include gratitude journaling, meditation, breath work, eating, drawing, playing music, or even just sitting down with a coffee and taking in the world as it is. The key is to be fully in the moment. And if the mind drifts off to yesterday's problems or tomorrow's anxieties, or even this afternoon's challenges, the aim is to bring the mind back to the present moment. This is where a lot of people give up. They try meditation, for example, but they don't get that relaxing feeling afterwards because their mind was racing the whole time. But with practice, it is possible to slow the mind and keep bringing its focus back to the here and now. Ben talks about his athletes practicing mindfulness regularly because when they do, they can zone into what they can control and forget all the things that they can't control. This applies to all of us. By practicing mindfulness regularly, we can build up the skills so that we can then use it when things turn to shit in real life. Now, if you're listening to this, I want to give it a go. I'm more than happy to help you with this in one-to-one therapy sessions. Therapy is a great place to start with mindfulness because you can also drop off your baggage there too. I can help you develop breathing techniques or use your five senses to ground yourself in the moment. I can help you with identifying your values and applying them in your daily lives. I can help you shift your mindset into a growth one and break free of the negative monologues in your head. And if you're picking up what I'm throwing down and want to find out more, Just head to my website. It's www.mindful-men.com.au. Now, a huge thank you to Anthony Simons for plugging Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. I really enjoyed it and found it super easy to follow. And whilst I'm not a CrossFit athlete, I found the concepts very applicable to my day-to-day life. And I'm sure you will too. And also, if you're keen to grab a copy of the book yourself, I'll have a link in the show notes below. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Simon Rennie, and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode, and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.